0: I know that sometimes this seems silly and goofy, but it's good to try to imagine actually being there, to try to put yourself in a Jewish culture of what's going on. A lot of times, like Jay was just talking about, like, hey, I can go buy donuts. Hey, I could go do this. If you hadn't noticed, like some of the questions we get into, there's not a McDonald's up the street. Like, it's not like, hey... Yeah, and I can guarantee you, even if you ordered at McDonald's, I don't know if it would happen enough time to get it out to the people. So it's what it is. And so let's do, uh, dive into a few things. I'm going to dive into a few of the verses, just a key point, and then we're going to really dive into the whole thing. I want to have you take notice of a couple things as we dig in. Look at verse 2. It first starts out, And a large crowd was following him. Okay, so we all know a large crowd's following him, but the first question that you ask is, well, why are they following him? Well, it's answered. It's answered right there because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick, that they saw him healing people. They saw him doing these actions. So they're they're curious. They're trying to figure it out. They are following. They're on this sort of journey. Uh, verse 7, I told you, I'm just, uh, uh, just to get your mind thinking, 200 uh, dinara, uh, was is, uh, so one, so one would be uh, what you would be paid for a common day of work. So 200 would be about eight months of work. So when he's asking how much money, and it would probably not even be enough, it's like we would need like eight months of work of money of, of to, to pay it. I also want you to take a look at verse 14. Uh, this is before, uh, I, uh, as I said before I would dig in, it's the word prophet. They are talking right here because you're like, in verse 14, they said, when the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet is Who is to come into the world. And if you didn't know this, they're talking right here a little bit. They are talking about uh, the prophet from Deuteronomy 18.15. They are looking at the Old Testament. And it says right here that many of them, uh, sadly, was looking at Jesus to heal them and feed them in a physical way rather than the spiritual need. So they are looking back there that, oh, he is the prophet of the Old Testament. He's fulfilling this. This is what's happening. I just wanted you to take, a, uh, those are just a couple points that I took out. You could take a look at each one of them. Those are just a couple things. Before we dig in the story, I want you to sort of get your mind sort of moving. But before we begin, I would love for us to pray, and then let's dig in together. Jesus, I know at many times um, uh, we can get distracted. We can, we can think about other things. May your words impact us. May I not be speaking at all. May you do, may you take the study, and may your words affect the hearts. May may I not worry. May I trust in your will. May I uh, speak what you want, and may may it be done. I thank you so much for who you are and what you're about. We love and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. I sort of, uh, as I was digging in, I sort of like the fact of uh, looking at some of these commentaries that, There was a problem at hand, and then all of a sudden, there are some solution options, all right? There's some solution options that Jesus is looked at to take. First, there is a problem. How do you feed this many people? How do you feed 5,000? And to be completely honest, that is just 5,000 men. That is not 5,000. That is not taking in... Women, that's not taking in kids. So the estimate is around 15 to 20. 5,000 is a lot, but that's not even the full weight of the people that are at hand. This is a staggering number. Just in life, when you come up to a problem, people try to come up with a solution. When I was a junior in high school, I thought I could do it all. Let's just say when everything got going I thought I could do it. So we were on a retreat. Nice youth retreat. I'm a junior in high school. I think I'm athletic. I think I'm I'm all this kind of stuff. But we got a challenge. There's about 40 people and there was a simple challenge. There was two trees. There was a tree here and there was a tree here with a rope here across the trees, about head high. And then all across it, there was like rope on it, so you couldn't get through. The challenge was, there's a problem. We have to get over the rope. You can't go around it. You can't go through it. You have to get over it. Figure it out. So people start coming up with solutions. And guess? what solution and option I decided to take. I decided for everyone to lift me up over their head and throw me over. Feet first, feet first. Not head first, feet first. But the issue was, when they did that, my foot caught. And then then I was like this. My right shoulder couldn't lift itself up. Not every solution is a good one. Not every idea is a good one. That is why we need the scripture. That's why we need it. But my solution clearly failed as I fell. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm standing up like I'm not hurt. I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm okay. Because your pride comes in and you're like, I don't want anyone to be hurting. Girls, still like me, please? <laughs> like all the issues you have, like you're just like processing all this much. Not every solution is a good one. And, and that's what's going on with this, uh, with this first one. I, I think when we start looking at the first solution, uh, the first solution uh, up there was let's send the people away. Send them. Let's send them. Like, we can't do anything, send them away. Sometimes the solution is let's not deal with the problem. Sometimes in our lives, we see a problem and we don't even want to deal with it. They can deal it with themselves. But Jesus knew that these people were hungry and tired. Even if we find out later that they didn't have pure motives and intentions following, for, following him, he still cared for their well-being. How often have you looked at a situation in your life and had to try to come up with an idea, and then you had to try to get out of it? Sometimes there might be times in your life where you come up to an issue or a problem and you're saying this is getting messy. This is getting uh, dangerous. This is, it. and we try to get out of it. We don't want to deal with it, and that could be a hindrance to us. We need to be in it. A lot of us times too is sometimes we believe that it costs too much, which will be leading into the next point, but. In a worldly sense, it is easier to not deal with people. We can just look at some of us, and I've literally seen this, uh, this happen. Has your check engine light ever come on? Do you know of anyone that's taken some black tape and covered the check engine light? I do. Too many people. Too many. Because they rather not deal with it. There is an issue, there is a problem, and there's times there are problems in our lives, and we're like, let's not deal with the problem. It's so easier a lot to look outside, but also inside. Oh, I hurt this person's feeling. I don't want to apologize. Why should I? Black tape. I just won't see them. Just won't do it. Just won't worry about it. Oh, I, I know I, I, I didn't pay for that item when I left. I could go back. It would actually be harder, though. So it's not that we oh, don't worry about it. Target gets enough money anyway. But you think it's small, but all of a sudden, it's so easy to put stuff and not deal with problems and issues in our lives. And we do that to people, and we do it to ourselves. And so we have to be aware and uh, be aware that we can't do that. There's, this, there's another Solution that's offered here. Jesus then asked this question. And <laughs> what I love is, like, he knows because he's testing. Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? Where are we to buy bread so that these people to eat? Philip was looking to buy food. He was looking around. But if you notice, Philip doesn't really answer Jesus' question. Jesus says, he answers how much it is. How much is the cost? This is, it's 200, this is impossible. Like, that's not what Jesus asked. Jesus asked, where? Where is it going to come from? Man, they, these guys have been on the journey with Jesus a long time, haven't they? They have seen them work. They have seen the miracles. They had seen this. They know he could do anything. They, uh, but all of a sudden, it's like another, another point. They start looking elsewhere. It's cost this much. It can't be done. It doesn't do this. And it's so easy for point number two. Let's look elsewhere. Let's look. Let's look for all these different options. How many of you think you have the greatest ideas in the world? Man, if I was in charge, I'd take care of it. I love, this is why I love kids. I just saw a kid raise. <laughs> I see adults not in their head, but you don't want like kids like, yeah, I got the greatest ideas all the time. I got them all. But you know what? A lot of times we do. We, we're we in another meeting with someone, where we're like, my idea's better than theirs. My solution's better than theirs. We start coming up with ways to figure it out and do it and do it. Even, even when it's, Seems rough. But I do love that Philip is in the conversation. And also Andrew. Andrew had to look. Andrew went around trying to, he had to have a personal thing. He'd find a boy with some with some bread, with some uniqueness. He's looking around. He's looking, trying to be this. And he comes up to here. And I always wonder how. When he came up to him, like, what, what he brought, uh, I know there's 15,000 to 20,000 people up there, but I got some bread and two fish. Like, what can we do with that? Like, what kind of attitude are us like, this is what we got. This is it. This is, there. I don't know what else to do. Like, how does, how does that look? But Andrew did find a boy with some food in it. He had no idea what was going to happen, and this is what I love. Uh, the five barley is uh, a, a good definition of probably what the crowd was. Barley is a kind of bread that is, is, is more during that time, is very cheap, very poor. It's a poor, it's not the wheat bread. So this is probably a boy that's probably poor, has five pieces of bread. It's probably a big deal to them to have this. And he's now been asked to give it up to Jesus. I've always just wondered this, and this is always me, and it's not in the scripture, but I've always wondered, was he the only one of 20,000 that had food? Because people would have been on the journey, right? Like, 19,999 other people just don't have anything to offer? Or was he the only one that offered it? Just when you start reading the Bible, you start asking questions. Start digging into why. Now I'm sure it's a poor community. I'm sure there's a lot of people that didn't have food that were there, and he saw them hungry and needy. But this one boy offers it. And that's why I love the kids singing today. That's why I love doing the kids' stories, because they do cool things. They do. Their hearts are open. Their hearts are open to it. And we, we have to continue to nurture that. To what Christ wants. How many times do we hold on to things? Because we think our ways better than God's. We hold on to something. Like there was that option when, when we're at the let's look. Now let's let's hand it to Jesus. Do we hand it over to Jesus like the boy? When we give things to the right hands, when we know whom to give it to, that is when Jesus made this miracle happen. He took the bread and the fish and made enough until they were full. He even had 12 baskets extra. And he even had them take those so that none was wasted. Do we put things into the hands of Jesus? Jesus. As Christians, we are programmed in church to say yes. Right? Like the correct answer is yes. Living it out might be a different story though. Let's hand it to Jesus. Because even when we hand things over to Jesus, if it doesn't work out the way I want it, then I can be mad at Jesus. If it works out the way that I want, then I can be happy with Jesus. Is that really handing it over to Jesus? I believe not. I believe it's like, yeah, here's a contract, but uh, it's null and void if you don't come through to what you want. That is a different, the boy had no idea when he gave it over what was going to happen. When he handed it over, he didn't, there was no guarantees that Jesus goes, hey, don't worry, I'll get this back to you. Don't worry, I, I got you, You're got, your belly will be fed. Like there's, sometimes there's, but I also wonder when this boy's seen Jesus do what he's done, he also knows what kind of man he is, knows who he is, knows who he is. So when you know scripture and when you know who God is, then you can trust his commandments. You know he has his best interest in your heart. He knows that because he has been the rock for you in the past. It doesn't mean your life's going to be perfect. That's actually the opposite. You're going to have to depend on him. So do you really hand it to Jesus? Do you really hand your job over to Jesus? Do you really hand over your children to Jesus? And I can tell you, for me, that's a hard one. I got two girls, and just to be honest, they are emotionally draining, and they're right here, and I love them. And i give anything for them, die for them, do anything for them. But I also know the world's going for them. I know that. It's it's what it is. Am I willing to hand them over and pray that, God, I know you love them more than I do. Even that, in my mind, sometimes it doesn't make sense. But I know he does because of what Scripture says and do that. Can you do that? Now, I know some of you are going through rough stretches that happens in life. And I, it's like, how does that work out? I, I don't know. It's the will of God, but I'm asking you to hand it to Jesus, hand it to God. And that's where the faith component jumps in because you know what he does, but you still have to hand it over. That's what the boy does. He hands it over, and then because of what he does, he blesses so many other people. Think about all the the times where someone follows, and many other people get blessed because of their following of what Christ, or following Christ or following God. Think about all the times that one person. Think if Moses said, "No, I'm not going." Even with Aaron, I'm not going. Right. He was there. Think about David. David was a shepherd boy. I really like doing sheep. Just like what... They were called, and they, they listened, and they handed their lives over. They handed their lives over constantly. And so are we at that point where we, let's hand it to Jesus. And I'm honestly not trying to push These cards, like in the sense of like, hey, yeah, everyone fill them. But there are times where you have to make like an application step. Like knowledge is great, and knowledge is the the but like if you have prayer requests and if you're struggling, I'm not handing stuff over. That's when you can fill this out. Like I need help handing this over. I need I need to to do that, and so we could come alongside and pray for you guys and to, to do that and so this is another option so as you look at it i want you guys to look at yourself there might be other ways but how do you handle problems or how do you handle things when you look at solutions like when you come up with solutions do one are you a person that doesn't want to deal with the problem there's some people in personalities just like they avoid problems very, Yep, they're having a heated conversation. I'm going to go this way around the, the aisle and then I will talk to them later. Is that how you handle situations? Are you a person that looks, but you try to fix it on your own? Are you a person that looks and be like, yeah, well, all right, I can, I'll do it on my own. I'll do this. I got this, I can come around, I got the smartest ideas, I can do that. Are you that kind of person? Or are you a person that hands it all to Jesus? Are you a person that hands it to Jesus? As we talked earlier in verse 14, when the people saw the sign that what he had done, they said, this is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. And then in verse 15, he says, Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to become, uh, to make him king, Jesus withdrew to the mountain by himself. At this moment, Jesus knows that the people are wanting to make him king. So different than the culture today. Wouldn't many leaders. And pastors want to be like, yeah, make me king. Let's, do, let's be king. Let's take over, because in my way, I can make everything right. Like, we have that perception. Worship team, if you want to come up before we do our last song. I, I want us to start looking, though, at the facts of if Jesus the Son of God withdrew to be with the Father to get away from being king. That doesn't make sense in our day and age. To be the one in power, to be the one in control, to be the one that's up there. But if he does that, he can't fulfill what he's called to do. What he's called to do is to die on a cross for our sins. And not be the king of earth, but to be the king at the right hand of the Father. So most of us are seeing this. We want to control the situation. Jesus trusted the Father enough that he, was not, he didn't want to be king. He trusted enough. Do you trust God enough that even when something looks great, something looks awesome, something is what you your eyes want, That you're like, but God doesn't want that, I'm going to avoid that. A lot of times we love it when it works out in our favor. When everyone gets their bellies fed, when everyone gets food. But are there times in your life where God wants you to not do something, are you still obedient? When you want it. When you want it. A lot of times we always envision ourselves doing, like whatever we do is the right option. Not every time what we want to do, hi, we're human, it's the right option. Not when it's against God. It's what we want to do. It's what how we want to do things. And we got to be very, very careful that we don't skip God's hand and love. We have to go back to that. I ask you right now, look at your life. Where are you with things? It might be money. It might be possessions. It might be family members. It might be time. It might be whatever it is. And that's what it's unique. God is, I pray God works on your heart. Maybe you need to make something right today with somebody. And God's telling you to do that. But in your mind, you're like, no, because that's not the best solution for me. I pray that you bow the knee to God. I pray that you bow your knee and listen to make things right, to make things whole, make things holy again. Let's sing it. Let's stand together and let's sing as I can. And then I'll close.